Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Split Screen Media Podcast. This is uh, our New Year's episode, episode 11. Um, I'm Chris Blankenship. With me as always is my beautiful co-host, Connor DuRose. Well, that's so sweet. <laughs> and uh, opposite me is my beautiful girlfriend, Hannah. Hi. <laughs> you both are beautiful. <laughs> um. So, Connor, I know you're itching to talk about Tron a lot. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but the first thing I wanted to bring up was um, the L.A. Health Department uh, has asked Hollywood and the film industry in general uh, to please stop production <laughs> of all your movies and TV shows and things like that amid the coronavirus concern. Um, it wasn't like a, a mandatory thing. It was just like a hey can you please stop uh so I, I was curious what your concerns were and do you think that um you know production companies are going to stop just because the health department is asking them to and there's no actual mandatory requirement i mean i think it's a good idea it's definitely you know i mean they shouldn't no one should be on any film set right now <laughs> uh recording any of these movies but the fact that they asked i think is going to lead to nothing really changing if this was any sort of like mandatory uh, law that was put in place and there might, that might be different, but you know, with the way things are right now, I think every film is going to continue on exactly as it has. What do you think, Anna? Um, uh, I, I really don't see them changing because I feel like they want to make money. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> their business. Yep, bingo. Bus unless businesses are required to, <laughs> they're not going to be nice if they did but i don't see it happening like yeah yeah i think that's just an unfortunate reality of business yeah i saw some meme the other day it was like uh um there's a reason like child labor laws exist because <laughs> they would totally exploit that and have in the past when they don't exist oh yeah for sure it's funny you say that actually i just saw this thing um because they, they're doing the iCarly reunion show or whatever Mm -hmm. or like or they're doing a um like the adult version of iCarly that's coming out sometime next year and they were talking about how before a lot of those child laws were put in place like all the kid actors would work for 16 hours a day sometimes like there was just absolutely no regulation for how long they would have to be on set for that's insane there's that's no they don't have to abide by like a like a general labor law Apparently, I don't know why, but apparently that they didn't for that particular show. I don't know if it's something with like the way they were filming or they could get away with it because of some weird, you know, bylaw loophole or some shit. But um, yeah, apparently they were working like super crazy hours. Well, I, I listened to like Josh Peck a lot. Um, and he even said like he has a kid. He was like, I would never let my kid be a child actor. He was like, it was so awful. Like when I did it. During Drake and Josh. Yeah. Especially if you work for Dan Schneider after all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, yeah, I don't think anything's going to change, which is unfortunate. But I mean, the other thing too is that they might consider stopping or like maybe not stopping entirely, but shelving some of the productions that are happening right now because movies aren't making any money. Yeah. So, you know, them asking them to be like, hey, can you stop for right now? It's like, well, this isn't lucrative anyway. So yeah, fuck it. We'll, you know. We'll shelve but, these until a year from now. And movie theaters, I guess they're they're not going to be able to go into movie theaters, which is a lot of their money. Right. Yeah. Did uh, 
this is I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but do we know because Wonder Woman came out this weekend? Do we know their opening weekend what they made? I don't know exactly what it was. Um, I'm not sure they have the figures for that yet, but they said it was the highest of any movie post COVID. So it was higher than Tenet and uh, what was the other? There's another big one that came out this year too, but it it was higher than both of those. Okay, but was it still underwhelming? Um, c- compared to how superhero movies usually go, yeah, it, it didn't okay. do nearly as well. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> the other thing this reminds me of, I don't know if you guys heard Tom Cruise's rant. Do you know about this, Connor? Is it like where he it, like got mad at everybody for not following procedures? Yeah, he was on set with a of a, I don't know what movie there, Mission Impossible probably or some shit like that. And uh, I guess some of the people behind the cameras weren't following like the COVID protocols for Hollywood right now. And he like laid into these people and he's like, you know, all of you people who have children to feed at home, like you don't want this shit to shut down, you know? And it was like a 10 minute rant, but he's absolutely right. And this is why I think, you know, even though the LA health department is asking them to stop filming, uh, nothing's going to happen. But I think a lot of people are on the side of, of the health department here. Yeah. It's kind of an un- unprecedented move too, because the mu- the movie industry is such a massive uh, moneymaker for the state of California. So it-, it seems crazy that like, even if, you know, obviously this is the safe thing to do for them to stop filming, but it feels almost weird for the government to be like, no, 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 let's shut off that channel of revenue <laughs> entirely. Um, so it-, it just shows you how serious all this is. They got to pump more money into influencers on Rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on youtube (laughs) exactly (laughs) um so i had mentioned wonder woman connor you've actually seen this movie i have do you want to talk about it fucking awful (laughs) (laughs) no it's Uh, really bad um you're the only one of us who have seen it so we're gonna yeah so i guess i'll just keep it brief um what i'll say is if you liked if you didn't like the first Wonder Woman, you're not going to like this. If you did like the first Wonder Woman, you're really not going to like this. It, it pleases nobody. Um, the movie is way too long. It's like, an, it's like two hours and 30 minutes. It's super boring. Um, the, Wonder Woman shows, for the first hour and 20 minutes of the movie, she shows up one time, like in outfit, actually fighting. So most of that is you just kind of like waiting for the next action scene that never comes. Um, yeah, that's like what we're here for, the fighting, right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't care about Kristen Wiig learning how to walk in heels. Like, I want to see people, like, it's a superhero movie. It, it, you honestly, at points, forget that it's supposed to be a superhero movie. It's very strange. Um, what does it feel like instead of a superhero? Is it like a... It feels like a Hallmark, like a Hallmark quality romantic comedy at points. Like that kind of level of trash, basically. <laughs> um the last one i watched in a while was like the joker is it like similar to that or is it just like way worse it's i don't love the joker but i think that is an infinitely better movie than this one because at least the joker keeps a pretty consistent tone and this movie's kind of all over the place i was i was talking to actually i was talking to seabass about it like right before we got on and he was saying that um or i was telling him that it feels a lot like catwoman like the halle berry catwoman which is terrible, but at least it like knows it's bad. It's self-aware and it's very cheesy and you know, you can kind of get in for something like that. Mm-hmm. But this tries to take itself way too seriously. 
and it ends up just backfiring. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I really don't even know. Usually, movie reviews, I'm like, oh, I liked this, I like this, I didn't like this. I did. Everything in this movie is bad. There's like, no the, redeeming qualities. The only thing I can think of the opening scene where she is like, it show it flashes back to her childhood, and it shows her on the mascara, and she's in like this weird Olympic uh, contest thing. That's kind of a fun scene. The CGI is really bad, but like all the practical stuff in there is pretty cool. Like the story's neat. Um, but it's literally just that 10 minutes and then the movie just nosedives. <laughs> like it's really not good. And, and I don't, I didn't want it to be bad. Like, even though all the trailers look terrible, I was like, all right, well maybe, you know, sometimes trailers don't sell a movie very well. I'm going to go in with, you know, hopefulness that it will <laughs> be at least a little bit good. And it was not. I was gonna I hear Chris talk about CGI. All he does is shit on it. So I was like, is there even any good CGI? <laughs> well, we'll get to Tron in a second. Oh <laughs> boy. Connor, we might debate. Anything good about CGI. When I think of good CGI, I think of movies like um like Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Like that to me has awesome because it's mostly practical, but the CGI they work in there is really well. Or yeah. is really good, I mean. So stuff like that, I think when you blend practical and CGI together is when it's at its best. Um, this movie is some of the worst green screen I've ever seen in my life. It looks like it looks like a student film. Like she'll be running, but it's clearly a fake. But it's like a Zoom background that she's like running through like this. It's really bad. There's a there's a there's a box I can check here. It says, "Do I have a green screen?" Right? Is that what they checked with the movie? <laughs> That's exactly what they checked. I almost, like, I don't know if you guys want to do this, but I would love to just throw up the trailer on mute while we're discussing this, just so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about in terms of the special effects. Okay. Do you think we could pull that up while we're... Does, does, do they care about... I'm searching it. Do they, does YouTube or anyone care about, like, even if it's on mute? If it's on mute, it's fine, because I think it counts as, like, a commentary track. Wait, do I pull this on my computer? I'll pull it up. Okay. Um, just the official trailer from Warner Brothers, I guess. I think so. Yeah, whatever like the most recent one is, because that'll probably show the most. It'll it'll show like basically what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, it's one of those things you need to see to believe. Like it really is that terrible. Okay. Share screen. All right. Can everybody see this? Yeah. Yep. All right. So. I'm excited for this. There's no sound. This is the Olympic scene? This is, yeah, this is the opening scene that's actually pretty good. Um, I guess for audio listeners, yeah, we're, we're watching the Wonder Woman trailer right now, which I think was the DC fandom one. Yeah, that's when she rides lightning. <laughs> Does she slow down time to, to catch it? Because lightning's quick. No, yeah. she doesn't. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. This movie has the most heavy-handed um, Donald Trump, like, sort of plot that I've ever seen. So, basically, the main villain is Max Lord, and he's a failed TV personality who then comes into luck through, like, different, uh, different means of the ridiculous plot. But by the end, he's literally screaming at people in front of a presidential seal and he has blonde hair, and he's telling them, like, all these fake promises. And it's the There's most ham-fisted shit. Yeah, that was the Washington Mon Monument and Lincoln Memorial right there. Yeah. 
So oh. this is... What was that, like a rope? <laughs> yeah. That's like a lasso. Yeah. It was the lasso of truth, but she turned it into like a ceiling fan. <laughs> yeah, it's like a ceiling fan. <laughs> oh, here's, here's some amazing CGI right here when she jumps. <laughs> the truck. <laughs> Yeah, this is, oh my god. <laughs> Can she fly normally? So, that's the thing. In the other movie, at the end of it, she flies. And then in this one, yeah. she has to learn how to fly again. Okay. Okay. She's just like lasso and everything. Well, that, there's the presidential <laughs> thing, right? Or no? Yeah, that was him yelling in front of the seal. Yeah, it looked oh, like this, a... This cheetah CGI is rough. I remember this when I watched this trailer. <laughs> I think that was what turned me off, but I'm still gonna watch it. Man, it's it's so much worse than. Yeah. Okay. So. Hold on. Besides this movie. Honestly, ten out of ten. <laughs> what a fanny pack. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A lot of the jokes that are in here are stolen too, which I thought was interesting. Like, there's one scene where she's like, "Oh, look at this modern art." And then Chris Pine's character looks is like observing a is, bleh, observing a trash can, and he's like, "Oh yes, fine art." And I'm like, "You guys stole that from It's Always Sunny." <laughs> That's not even an original joke. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's a big old mess. Yeah, I think I'd watch it, but I don't know like how much I'd love it. Yeah, it's. It, I don't, even for people who just go to movies, like if you go to superhero movies and you sit down, you're like, I'm going to turn off my brain. I'm just yeah. going to enjoy whatever. I don't even know how much you're going to get out of that from this because there's barely any action and it's it, so fucking long. Yeah, you said the first hour is like nothing. So even if you do like, you know, turn your brain off, you're not going to get anything, right? No, you're going to fall asleep if you turn your brain off. Your brain is going to be mush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm still gonna watch it just because it's a you know a DC superhero movie. But I like I was telling you before this, I have no expectations now. <laughs> no, it's a bummer too because I I thought they were kind of on the right path because Shazam is really good. Um, Shazam is like actually well written and super funny. And again, it doesn't like it. It constantly reminds the audience of how stupid it is, mm -hmm. um, which is exactly what you need to do for a movie like that. Even even Shazam's costume. I think I talked about this before, but like he's wearing like curtains they're like, like his cape is like a weird curtain that you'd find at your grandma's house like it's 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 just so ridiculous that and they play that up and they don't do any of that here um do you want to talk about the the rape kind of aspect to it because that's something that i saw on reddit that i i haven't seen the movie so it's hard for me to understand but apparently there was like a big like uproar about it. Yeah, th this movie has a weird fascination with sexual assault. Um <laughs> which is not something I'd ever I ever thought I would say about a DC superhero movie, but here we are. Um a lot of this movie does sort of the um like this the sort of standard kind of tropey female empowerment thing. But and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like that's not, you know, having female empowerment is good, but the way they do it here is so ham-fisted and over the top. Like, there's a scene where Kristen Wiig, uh, her character Cheetah, drops all of her papers. Like, she's going to work and she drops all her papers. And then these two dudes walk past and they're like, oh, football and dicks or whatever. Like, it's like, it's like the most generic conversation you could have. And they see her 
and like they basically like flicker off and walk away as she's picking up papers and i'm like <laughs> no no human on earth would ever act like that. well i was gonna say like i feel like there's female empowerment and you can do it in a good way but when you overdo it like it's you're not going anywhere with it like it's not getting a point out of it you know yeah exactly it, it gets I don't to the- like when it's like it's like beaten down okay okay we get it that yeah. might be Hollywood overcompensating because of how little female leads historically have been in movies. And I'm yeah. not like female empowerment. I'm not like against it or anything. Yeah. I think they have like growing pains with having female leads. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes they can overdo that stuff and it just doesn't make it like fun to watch. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and the overcorrection is interesting too, Chris, because I feel like a lot of times when you have like a stronger female lead, um, they make it so that that person can't have any flaws or make any mistakes, which just means that the character is super uninteresting. Like as, as a, you know, someone that you're actually watching on screen and that kind of happens here. Kristen Wiig's character is very surface, uh, surface level, but getting back to, I guess the, the kind of sexual assault stuff, like, and also talking about the female empowerment thing, there are two different scenes in this movie where she's just walking down the street and guys try to like sexually assault her. It's, super weird and out of place and doesn't come into play for like the rest of the movie at all um there's another thing where like uh wonder woman goes to a party to try and get information on this guy and while she's there like all these dudes keep touching her and like making weird comments and then the biggest thing which i think is the thing that you saw on reddit is that once the whole movie revolves around this stone that can grant wishes which (laughs) <laughs> is really stupid but she wishes that her uh old boyfriend steve trevor is alive again but instead of just bringing him back he inhabits the body of someone who's already alive so there's another character in this world and he just wakes up in that guy's body and then wonder woman has sex with that guy while he's being controlled by steve trevor <laughs> which is so strange <laughs> instances you just <laughs> oh it doesn't stop there i can go on but like this movie has a weird fascination with that and i i don't know why that was one of like i don't want to say central theme but i don't know why it was so heavily focused on in this movie yeah we talked about this earlier like if you have a family like you don't like little kids like you don't want your little kids watching that yeah no not at all <laughs> yeah that's there's also I'm... a lot of scenes of Kristen wig taking off her pants Who's the uh, who's the producer? We'll have to note that name down and see if anything yeah. comes out in the next ten years. Yeah. <laughs> like every single movie has like <laughs> the same sexual assault. Or <laughs> it wouldn't shock me because man, this this movie was very strange in, in terms of that. Yeah, I, I can't recommend this movie to anybody. Like even if you really care about Wonder Woman and you want to see what happens next, it's not good. Just just stick with what you had in Wonder Woman, the first one, which is pretty good. It's not great, but it's good. Um, and then, you know, just ignore this entirely. It's not worth it. That's Connor's unofficial Wonder Woman I'm 84 so review. Here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of ten. Best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Connor, you know what I would recommend? What's that, Chris? The KFC console. <laughs> It almost sounded like you're about to go into a sponsorship. <laughs> We're sponsored by KFC Console. God, I fucking wish. If we get one of those for free, 
Oh, that'd be amazing. Comes with a $20 Philip. <laughs> I really wanted there to be like a skin that you can get for it that makes it look like the $20 Philip. I think that would be it. Should we explain what this is before we... <laughs> yeah, I think Hannah might be a little lost in some of our listeners. <laughs> I like chicken, but... Oh, well, you're in luck. You're in luck. <laughs> do you like chicken and do you like gaming? <laughs> My type of... <laughs> enlighten us chris i need to know what 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 is the kf console uh it's only the best next gen console around you've heard of the xbox series x and you've heard of the playstation 5 but you can't find them anywhere and they're just getting scalped for ridiculous prices the the kfc console solves that problem because it's even more expensive (laughs) but with a couple extra perks one it can keep your chicken warm. Uh, and I don't know much about this. What's that? So you just throw that box right on top? <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's, which is interesting. I mean, I'm sure a lot of gamers do that already <laughs> with, their, <laughs> with their consoles. Yeah, so but. it's basically, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically a high-end PC, like a PC in a box, sort of like what the new consoles are trying to do. Um, except this, I, I don't think this works with any of the other um brand like it's not going to work with a playstation 5 or a xbox series x game it's mostly just going to play like any sort of pc like steam you know it'll work with that it's basically a mid to high range uh gaming tower but one of the weird (laughs) things with it is that it has a compartment that can warm up your chicken which people are already very concerned about because you shouldn't have heat anywhere near a computer (laughs) I think it's about sustainability. They use the natural heat from the computer to warm the chicken. Yeah, so there's so very little energy loss in this whole system. Right. Oh so <laughs> This is like legit. I no, thought you guys were joking around. No, it's real. It's a real thing. <laughs> I thought it was a joke too. Oh my gosh. So any heat that comes from the, the CPU or GPU just goes directly into the, the chicken warmer. That's what I hope. Or maybe it draws extra energy for it. I don't know. Yeah. But from all the specs that they've given so far, it is more powerful than both of the new consoles. Is it fair to compare the the KFC console or KF console? What is it called? It's the K yeah, it's the KF console. Don't be ridiculous, Chris. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh is it fair to compare those to like the Xbox and the PC if if this KF console is basically a glorified PC? Um, I mean, I guess not. I mean, they're marketing it as a console, but, but Steam also had like the Steam box and I didn't consider that a console. So I guess I probably shouldn't with this either. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's a tough question because it, it, it has like all of the, um, peripherals that would sort of qualify it as a con like it's going to come with a controller it's going to come with i'm guessing some exclusive games hopefully kfc related games <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like- this reminds me of something i don't know am I- do you guys care if i say something gross no go for no. it okay so chris told me he doesn't do this but i know from <laughs> this is a thing when guys game they have a pee bottle because they don't want to <laughs> up. <laughs> can you guys attest to this <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I, I know. My chicken reminded me of this. 
There's a, hey, there's a, this gamer tropes. <laughs> like you gamer things because it's easier than having to get up and leave your game. You can't pause an online game for a pee break. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. If I'm ripping one out in Mario Kart, I'm not going to go to the bathroom like a caveman to go pee. <laughs> his friends do it so i know it's i know some people do he just put them on blast <laughs> oh so not i'll find him <laughs> so you the 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 tense of what you just said is very important you you didn't say did you say do which means they currently <laughs> this still happens look i won't add him that much I'm, <laughs> i can't i can't so you just i feel like I, I have so many questions I can't just ask one. <laughs> so if they're peeing if they're peeing into it, it just I mean, you're just gonna have to sit next to pee until you decide to get up. Well, if it's like a you know, we're I'm gonna go full gamer trope. If it's a Mountain Dew bottle, you can cap it up. Yeah. That's true. Also, it's not I mean, it is different, but like people who dip while they game sit next to their dip spit all all day, you know. It's not piss. <laughs> It's not this. You're right. I said it wasn't the same thing, but I mean, if you accidentally it's similar, yeah, if you accidentally spill your dip spit or your pee bottle, what do you? No. What would you rather spill? That's that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Wait. What? As long as it's not getting in my chicken compartment of my KF console. <laughs> they don't recommend piss in your KF console. <laughs> Can you return it if there's piss in it? <laughs> I don't think that's covered under the warranty. <laughs> GameStop doesn't cover that. <laughs> They're like, you did what? <laughs> like, I don't know why it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine him like lifting it off the counter. There's like a, a little puddle <laughs> left. <laughs> You said it heats it up. I thought it just evaporated all the piss. Oh. <laughs> um, I want one. <laughs> I really <laughs> like. I saw that. I was like, oh, I'm I'm getting that shit. <laughs> Do we know the price of it? No, really, not much has been released other than they said it. It games in 4K at 240 FPS, which and it's an Intel-powered system, but that's really it. So it's pretty standard. Yeah, it's it's a little. I think they they made sure to throw in that 240 FPS because the um the Series X and PS5 were only at 120. So they wanted to make sure they had the leg up. No pun intended. The leg up for. <laughs> Dude, that's a great tagline. That was, that was really good. Their logo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is it an Xbox or a PS or P PS? It's like it's like a it's a computer all on, all on its own. Oh, like, okay. The Xbox and PlayStation are are basically computers just with like designed to game. This okay. is like a, a another computer that's pretty much does it, I think it's designed to game. It the I don't know what OS or anything it's running, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. See, I I'm making a lot of assumptions assuming that it'll just have like a normal um like windows desktop layout it might be running like some kind of linux software where yeah it really it just depends on if people are actually gonna like if it's gonna be 
I would love to see a commercial where it says PS5, Xbox Series X, Stadia, whatever else, and then KF console. <laughs> you can buy a KF console disc. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. Developers are like going crazy. Now they got to develop for the KF console. <laughs> oh my God. I think, I mean, you know, like Sony has uh, the Astro Bot right now for the mascot. Microsoft has uh, Master Chief and then Nintendo has Mario. Do you think the KF console has Colonel Sanders? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like like he, he'll appear on the screen as you turn it on, basically? I want like a, like a, what's that Nickelodeon kart racer game we got? Can I get that, but with like KFC themed? <laughs> like him like fighting the chicken <laughs> yeah can i get can i get colonel sanders punch out <laughs> it's like crash tag team racing but you're just throwing chicken wings at people. <laughs> <laughs> one of your items drops behind you you can like put gravy on the track i was thinking that I was like you throw some sauce at people <laughs> <laughs> it's like the inks in mario just covers their screen Gosh. We're giving we're giving them too much, too many good ideas. We gotta go. We gotta go pitch it. To, yeah, for real. I guess KFC. I'm still proud who, of that. Who do we contact? <laughs> so yeah, get, get a leg up on the Xbox or whatever. That's, yeah. that's that is genius. That is. I do like that they poked fun at Xbox because it said, um, like Xbox, the Series X tagline is "Power your dreams," and then theirs was like "Power your chick or power your hunger." That's what it was. Power your hunger. Which I thought that was pretty funny. Power Your Dreams is kind of, yeah. It's really when stupid. It, yeah, it's not a good tagline. <laughs> no. It sounds like, I don't, like, if there was a marijuana dispensary, like, it sounds like that would be over <laughs> <whatever> that. <laughs> I don't know why I said marijuana. I sounded like a fucking narc. <laughs> you know, one of those hemp stores. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my god. So Chris, do you want one? Uh, I feel like it's going to be expensive. And I already got to save up money for the Xbox and PS5. <laughs> so, let's say let's say it's 400 bucks. I'm just going to th- 400 buck price point. What do you think? I would get it for 400. Yeah, if I had some money to bur- burn, you know. That's I like might like, I mean, it's, like, not cheap, but... Yeah. I, I mean, if, for the specs we know so far, yeah. You know, maybe, like, part of it's the novelty of having it. <laughs> it part of it's... Novelty, but it could also it. be... It could also be the next big thing. Like, you go into any high school and the kids are like, yo, I want to I laser you in Fortnite on my KF console, <laughs> and you're going to be the one that's behind. <laughs> Why am I going into a, a into a high school and talking about Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> what do you think I do in my spare time? On the weekend. Hannah, don't <laughs> answer that. <laughs> yeah, you're in the parking lot with all the high school kids. <laughs> Listen, I haven't seen you in person in a while. I don't know what you. Do. I don't know what you get up to. Yeah, yeah, COVID really hit me hard. I can't hang around high schoolers anymore. <laughs> you wanted to feel young again, yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man, well do we want to move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hannah, what's the what's the inspiration for your hairstyle? I don't know what that dance was like <laughs> Wait, what? What's the inspiration for your hairstyle? Oh, um uh Tron cuz well, also like I like space. They're like space buns? <laughs> yeah, they're space buns. They're um really not the best like um I could probably have done a little bit better. Um but yeah, they're space buns. So no, you got you're rocking like Princess Leia chic right yeah, now. You got that yeah, whole I was trying. I was trying to be like, you know. Yeah. We watched Tron and Tron Legacy um I guess within the past 48 hours. And I know you want to talk about that real bad. <laughs> you've been waiting for you've been waiting for a guest to talk about this. <laughs> I've been uh, yeah no it's, it's I have yes <laughs> I'm very I'm well I'm super excited because I love Tron Legacy but I, I want to hear you guys having seen it you know more recently than I have um, what are your general thoughts on, on both of those movies? Hannah do you want to give your thoughts and then I'll give mine? Okay. Start so start with I Tron. I originally saw it as a kid with like me and my brother watched it when I was way younger and I loved it. I never saw the first one, but I watched Tron Legacy and I was like, this is like so amazing. <laughs> like, this is the best thing. <laughs> I still feel that way. We were, we uh, rewatched it and I thought it was like really amazing. Um, watching Tron, the first one was, it was nice because I could actually like understand what was going on. <laughs> Right. Oh, like there was people in it that I just had no idea. Like when I first watched Tron Legacy, I was like, okay, like I guess, you know. But you kind of get an understanding of it a lot better, like watching the first one. I I felt that same way. Like there's a there's a part in Tron Legacy where Killian Murphy plays um, Edward Dillinger, and I'm yeah. like, oh, all right, I guess that's just a guy. And that because I I did the same thing. I watched Tron Legacy first, and then I went back and watched Tron, and I was like, oh, that's his dad. He used to run Encom. <laughs> So much like it makes so much more sense like clue i didn't know who he was and then now i understand like his backstory and you understand better like like flynn and like their relationship and everything yeah it's it definitely feel it makes it feel a little bit more complete i think it's amazing 10 out of 10 everybody go watch <laughs> <laughs> recommended by hannah <laughs> yeah. i would not give it a 10 <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they were both pretty good. I think for different reasons. Um, Choose the, your next words carefully, friend. Yeah, get off the podcast. <laughs> hey now. I'm you out of your own meeting. <laughs> um, I think the first Tron was was good from like a story perspective, um, but it was very hard to look at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The graphics, like high quality it was it was made in 1982 <laughs> it it but still <laughs> it's very hard to look at i was like chris like is this like it i was like is this the graphics <laughs> like yeah and the uh it's the first movie to use um fully rendered cgi in yeah. live action so i mean when you look at it from a technical I didn't know how old it was either, by the way. I didn't know at first that it was Yeah, because that can throw you off. You're like, if this was made in 2000, this looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did they really have a low budget here? <laughs> <laughs> 
like if going back and looking at it i can appreciate it for when it came out because i know it blew people's minds like they had never yeah. seen any sort of like digital world like that before looking at it now you're like holy shit i wish i was watching tron legacy like this looks so bad <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean it wasn't that bad to look at i mean the green screen you can tell it's like because their body like gets hidden a little bit like with how the video was edited by like a green screen and all the rendering in, in the first tron and it's not clean you know by today's standards um but i'm sure for back like 40 years ago it was amazing oh yeah, yeah that's probably like like one of the best things that came out but if you if you look past that um i think the story is really good and holds up like even to today So that's so that's Tron one, Chris. But now, now it's really important. I don't I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. What what did you like, um, what did you like, and then what did you not like? What I really liked about Tron Legacy, and maybe this is going from Tron to Tron Legacy, but the visuals were outstanding. Like again, maybe it's just going from Tron to Tron Legacy, but like the lights and the colors and. Um, like the ships and everything like that it just looked fantastic in this dystopian cityscape that stretches for miles it looks amazing um the sound was amazing um especially like when they're in the club room like all those scenes are dope um the story eh. <laughs> um they had to throw a little love interest in there um the, the the beginning of it really threw me off. That's the part I didn't really like because it made it seem like, oh, the CEO of this company left. So now it's in this 10-year-old's hands. Like, no, it's not. You go to the next guy down. They have other executives for a reason. You know, obviously, and then Dillinger was the one that took over. But Yeah, it's because at first it does kind of seem like that. Then they, they make it clear that, like, obviously he has a, a huge amount of the um, – controlling interest in the company he owns most of the yeah. shares and they and they have that when he does like the little prank at the beginning um yeah when he sneaks in and like puts the os on the internet for free so they kind of explain that but yeah at the beginning it does kind of seem like this 10 year old kid's gonna run a fortune 500 company yeah and there was like a lot of like building the story in the beginning that could have been a little bit better um but after that like after i don't know 15 20 minutes it, the story gets a little bit better to the end one of this the love interest that i don't really care for but you don't care for how the love interest was done or you don't care for her as a character i i just like in the first tron there was no like real love interest. i mean there's like the laser beam girl whatever her name was laura right it's been a long time. Okay. Well, Chris hates love. Well, I just I feel like it takes away from the story a little bit. I mean, maybe it didn't take away from Tron Legacy as much as it could have, but okay. I really liked Cora as a character because I think she does like she has this sense of like like a, a naive childlike wonder with everything because she is basically brand new. Like she yeah. was like this weird sort of creation that came from the digital world. Um, and I think Olivia Wilde plays that really well. And I also, it's kind of like the Rogue One thing where I appreciated that um, Jin and Cassian didn't kiss at the end. They kind of do that same thing here. Like, it, like clearly yeah. they like each other, but it's not so over the top that you feel like it takes over the entire story. Yeah, and maybe that's just my personal preference because 
her as a character is great. There's a lot of scenes where there's like just it does it totally ignores any thing going on between her and, and Flynn. Um but there is like a couple scenes where there's like some some love tension between the two. And I it it for me it takes me away from the story a little bit. But I know that's not how everybody views that kind of stuff. Right. That's an interesting point though. I mean, I can definitely see if you're not really into that kind of stuff and that could maybe drag the movie down a little bit in the middle section, like after the disc war and the light cycle fight. Yeah. I could definitely see you maybe like, all right, let's pick it up. Let's get back into, you know, what makes Tron Tron. Yeah. But I think that's just, that's just a personal preference. So I understand why you guys like it a little bit more than I do, but the movie was still really good. And I like that it had a lot of Tron legacy, had a lot of throwbacks to Tron. Like when he goes to um, like sneak into, the Encom Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he opens the door, he says, "Wow, that's a big door." And that's what they said in the first Tron. When they opened yeah. the same exact door, um, my phone's dead, but I wrote down a couple of them. <laughs> they have the little um, uh, in Flynn's apartment in the digital world. They have like the little things that talk to them: the gold and silver bits. Bits, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when they talk about the disc and how it's imprinted, it's like almost, I believe, a quote or direct quote from the first Tron as well. Yeah, like when they teach, it's it's Sam, right? I just mm, watched Sam. this a couple hours ago. Sam, when they <laughs> when they teach Sam about the disc, it's like almost a direct quote from Tron, which is pretty cool. So Hannah, what do you what do you like about this movie? Well, I'm gonna just tell you one thing I was worried about with Tron Legacy is that no one was gonna feed the dog. <laughs> Marvin. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like. <sighs> She yeah. When Sam went in the computer, she's like, "Who's gonna feed his dog?" <laughs> like the That's dog's cute. all alone. They don't show you. They don't show you the dog at the end. So <laughs> I know. Like, what happened? Maybe he ran off out of those shipping containers. <laughs> he found some like dead fish to eat at. I don't know. By, by the way, I loved his house. Like the weird shipping container apartment. I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought that was cool. Yeah. You can you can do that in real life. Some people do it. Apparently, it's very like not eco friendly, but you can do it. Yeah, I mean, he has so much money that you yeah. know anything like that would wouldn't really matter. But I I like Sam. I definitely like Sam as a character. I think he's and, and maybe to your point, Chris, he might be a little undercooked in the first like ten minutes or so. But I I really do think you get a feel for at least his personality, mm-hmm. which carries out through the rest of the movie. Um. Should I go into like general stuff that I why I love this movie or? Yeah, I want to hear. Rattle that like, off real quick. Can I can I talk about one more thing I didn't like? Dude, go for it. I didn't like CGI Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I don't like CGI yeah. Jeff Bridges. Either. <laughs> not not Clue as a character, or in the beginning scene of Jeff Bridges as a father, but the I just the CGI is a little. He looks like a video game character. Yeah. I was gonna say I really liked how they like made him like evil in a way or I guess he was evil like how it was like he wanted everything to be like perfect that was it right yeah and that was like interesting to me I was like oh like that's like kind of like it was perfect from Clue's perspective yeah it was very like I like that a lot there's a lot of good self-reflection I think in this movie because one of the themes is you know the the pursuit of perfection and how it's unknowable but one of my favorite lines in this movie is when I think Sam says, uh, Clue really screwed this place up. And then Jeff Bridges goes, no, he's me. I screwed it up. 
So like it's it's interesting that sort of evolution, which plays a, a very big theme in like the the father son creator created type story that they're trying to tell here. No, oh, the storyline I felt was like really amazing, like how they portrayed everybody and the characters. Like I thought it was really great overall. Yeah, yeah. You know, the I, ending was like perfect, like how they did. I thought it was really perfect. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's pretty cool, like you, what you just mentioned about the creator created, because when he created Clue. It was a, a like clue is a point in time representation of um, Flynn, and obviously as Flynn ages and he grows wiser, he changes and he understands things that Clue doesn't because he doesn't have that regression. He doesn't learn. Right. Yeah. He, he's, he's not a he's not a machine moment. learning algorithm. They don't have those yet. <laughs> right. 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 He's sort of stuck in that loop. Besides the um the ISOs, which are clearly like more human in terms of how they uh how they can learn how they can interact things like that um but yeah so, I, oh sorry what were you saying i was gonna say what did you like about it um everything <laughs> no i there's a lot of stuff i like in this movie i think i think this movie is incredibly well directed um i like joseph kaczynski's use of central framing so if you notice it's not like the typical um uh, the rule of thirds where you know you have lines that intersect and then people are on either point of that to like make that the focus it's it's all like his use of symmetry and central framing i think is really interesting in this movie because he wants it to feel mechanical and he wants it to feel like you're on a grid and that you know there's a sense of uniform to everything that you're seeing uh you I didn't, oh, I, didn't I was gonna mention i didn't notice that but now that I, i'm thinking back there's like one scene where uh clue is looking out over his army and it's literally clue in the middle and then his two armies like this yeah like going back if we wanted to so. throw up the trailer for that movie too actually that might that might help me um i'll pull it up but if you want to get in you said sound yeah yeah i can i can keep going too um yeah the the color palette of this movie i think is really cool they do a good job of making the um like when sam is in the real world it's all it's very dark and gray and muted to kind of make it feel it, it's an easier transition when you go into like basically the two colors that are on the grid which is dark blues and oranges mm -hmm. so like it's nice to have that and then when they get out of the grid you know obviously the sun comes up that's the last shot it starts to feel like a more colored world um that's really cool music in this movie this movie is the best soundtrack ever made i will stand by that forever fucking awesome yeah. um uh the action and the action choreography are great all, you, I think a lot of times directors have a problem with spatial awareness when it comes to action. It can feel very frantic and you don't know where things are. And I think Tron, especially in the light cycle fight, Tr uh, the director does a really good job of making you aware of where everything is so you don't get lost. Um, and, that, and that's, you know, really hard to do. Yeah, I was gonna say the ending with Tron was like beautiful for me. I was like, like how he like kind of came out of like being... What was the other, what was he called before? Oh, uh, uh, Rinsler. Rinsler. Yeah, and then he, like, transforms back into Tron, and he, like, knocks the guy down. Yeah. Names. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fight for the users thing. Yeah, that's, that was awesome. I like that scene a lot, too. Also, uh, who is, who is uh, Clue's, like, first-hand man that he ends up killing? What's his name? Um... He says it once in the movie, and I can't remember it right now. But. I think it's funny that when he was with, like, when Flynn was right next to him, he's like, oh, long live the users. And then 
when Clue sees him, he's like, death to the user, and he doesn't even finish it, and Clue kills him. <laughs> he just slits his throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show the trailer. Um, kind of, you can keep talking, or you can point stuff out at the trailer if you want. Yeah, I think those are my general thoughts, so I can probably just, like, point stuff out um, if I see I anything in particular. But, yeah, look, look for the symmetry in this film, because you'll see a lot of it. I'm not going to maximize it. I'll just keep it how it is. Okay. Yeah, I want to, it's like almost every single shot is like that. Yeah, see, he's centrally framed right there. That's central framing. Um, that isn't, this is. He was a great character for, like, they did a good job with him. There's the, the buildings on both sides. Mm -hmm. the motorcycle in the middle. Yeah. So that's not direct, but it's definitely. Uh... Yeah. Obviously, you need to have the rule of thirds for a lot. You know, it, it's a move. Yeah. You have to follow that to a certain extent. You see, that's that's it. That's it. That almost looked like it was kind of part of the like the like grid world kind of thing, where there's like the tall buildings and there's the not tunnels but divots, kind of. Yeah, it's sort of this like uh, subconscious effort to transition your mind into being in that world. Mm -hmm. Like which I think they did a really good job of. Yeah, where the arcade machines kind of created that divot. Yeah, and then once it, once you get actually onto the grid, it's basically all central uh, framing. I gotta say this, the laser effect in this movie is way less cool than the first one. <laughs> I actually really like the first one. These things in the first Tron do not look like this. <laughs> no, they look <laughs> when like I, garbage. <laughs> when I saw this scene, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I think, Hannah, you had like the same reaction. Yeah, I'm glad they brought them back in the second one. Like, that was, like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you, could, there was, you could see some tanks on the bottom, too, like, from the first one. Yeah. No, I love her, too. She's... There you go. There's, There's that face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have paused on that. <laughs> Hannah, you called it with the uh, uh, Zeus and the other lady being oh, yeah. evil. Turning on him. I had forgotten the whole storyline of it too, and I was like, "Oh, she has an evil face." <laughs> uh, Michael Michael Sheen as Zeus is like one of my favorite parts of this entire movie. <laughs> him just like hamming it up on screen, he's like libations for everybody. Like he's fucking great. It's a really good movie, though. You guys, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Chris, what would you give it out of 10? If you had to, like... I'd probably give... I'll rate both. I, I'd probably give Tron... a 6, but that's... like, Tron? Yeah, like the first Tron. Probably like a 6, but almost a 7. And I'd probably give Tron Legacy, like, a, maybe a low 7. Okay, that's fair. So I think John Legacy was a little bit better, but I mean I really enjoy the movie. I'm not that's not to say I didn't enjoy the movie. Hannah, it's it's ten out of ten for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually give the first one like an eight out of ten. The second one ten out of ten. Okay. Just because like it's a little older. But like yeah. that's also like people love old movies. So like if you like old movies, like you'd like that. Sometimes you can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, but like it... I was gonna say I can really appreciate it, but it's hard to go back sometimes. The graphics, you know, they got me. 
for me, it's I, I'd probably say like a a, a solid nine. Um, and that that got into the whole thing last time where we were talking about I don't remember if I was talking about this on the podcast or not, but we were talking about numbered reviews. Mm-hmm. How I don't really like it because people flip out when you give something a five, but a five is average. It's not bad. If yeah. you I was I mentioned this last time. Uh, it should have like a normal distribution. So five should be the most common rating. Yeah. What if you rate something one out of five? I guess. So I would, I guess it would start at like a two and a half for every, like for when I go into something, no matter what it is, movie, TV shows, games, it always starts at a five. And then if I like stuff, it goes up. If I don't like stuff, it goes down. Like that's generally how I gauge what I give, you know. Let me see if Google Images has like what I'm talking about. This isn't quite i'm gonna screen share real quick just because i really want to drive the point home you see how this like this is the normal distribution so this is out of 100 but it still stands if you're writing a movie out of like 100 divide by 10 whatever ones and like nines or tens should be very uncommon and five should be the most common right that's my in in my opinion um because it's very rarely you're going to get a very very bad movie that warrants a one and should be very rare that you get a bad movie that warrants a 10. Now you can, you might, this might be a little flatter or skinnier for you, but. But what you, I mean, that's kind of where I put a lot of the MCU films. Um, Cause a lot the of middle. them are like, yeah, they're like five or, you know, five or six, like they're good movies, but they're just kind of average. I'm so, curious. Uh, Cause Hannah, before we watched Tron, you were pinching some MCU movies. What do you think? Where do you put, where do you put them? Uh, all of them. Every single one right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you watched. You watched. Give us the ones you watched and where you would put them. Um. Uh, I don't even like. I have to like look. I'm like stupid. I can't remember names. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Obviously. So Thor. All Thor's ten out of ten. <laughs> that's first (laughs) (laughs) oh man we're off to a great start (laughs) 10 out of 10 (laughs) oh man (laughs) i can't even wait to see what the scores are when we get into the good movies (laughs) (laughs) free by actors no i'm kidding (laughs) no um i thought um what was it? Winter Soldier? I thought that was really a really good movie. I don't know if you guys agree. That's one of my favorite ones. That That yeah. is my favorite. I like everything. I thought it was really, really great. I love, I know like you guys aren't super big on all the Avengers, but I thought they were all, like the ones I watched were pretty good. Yeah. I, um, what do you guys, like, what do you guys rate the Avengers? Because you have seen them all. I think Age of Ultron is, well... It, for me, it's either Age of Ultron or Endgame being the worst. This do I watch. <laughs> <laughs> you watched Infinity War. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's um, <laughs> I think the, fir- the first Avengers is, is lit like a, like a TV sitcom. Like, it looks terrible. But it's a really good movie. I think, I think the, they do a good job with making everything funny, and, but also, you know, really action-packed and exciting moment to moment. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the, the first I, Avengers for me is the best out of the Avengers movies. Yeah. Um, I know when there was like the tension between uh, the Captain America and um, what's his name? What's his Iron name? Man. <laughs> Civil War. I'm, I'm like really terrible with names. Like, like, but I that kind of upset me because like they were like really close before that, and then they kind of had a lot of tension and like. Was, but I haven't seen the next one, so I don't know. I, you I didn't think... get the resolution. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta <laughs> There's just this everlasting tension between the two in your mind. <laughs> I won't sleep. <laughs> they made um they made Civil War too early, I think. It 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 doesn't it didn't like really feel like it built naturally to that point. And I feel like if they had done the Thanos stuff and then gone into Civil War, that might have made a little bit more sense. Yeah, I like I feel like it just that tension like came out of like nowhere. I was like yeah, no, it is a little bit strange. Um, I mean, they they try and do a good job of describing it in the. The weird thing too is that 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 Civil War isn't an Avengers movie, even though every Avenger is in it. It's it's Captain America three, mm-hmm. but they marketed it as like Avengers two point five. It um, it really feels that way. Seven point really eight. <laughs> yeah. Is it? It's titled Captain America: Civil War, right? Yeah, if you look at yeah. the, most of the marketing for it, Captain America is really tiny, and then Civil War is huge. Yeah, I was going to say, it also, if I remember correctly, I think the poster has Captain America and Iron Man, and then it's like a line of characters next yeah. to them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they were all, like, decent. Like, I don't think any of them were bad, to say. Yeah, I I don't think any of these Marvel movies really get below like a five or a four. Yeah, uh, like they're all pretty solid. I mean, this is me. Like, I've never watched this stuff before, so like coming in and watching it, like it was really interesting. And like, if you've never watched this stuff before, like I would go and watch it. It was like really intriguing to me because I've watched a lot of shitty movies, and <laughs> 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 like I don't, I didn't really get into movies until recently, and I'm like, wow, like now there's like actual like good movies out there. <laughs> Yeah. Like my favorite movie used to be like Couples Retreat. Like <laughs> Is that the Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> no, um it has uh have you guys ever seen it? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't I don't I've never it. heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that'll tell you something. <laughs> Chris, can you put it on the screen for us? <laughs> it's uh it's Vince Vaughn and uh like my movie history, like I really have a lot of learning to go. <laughs> John Favreau is in it. Oh, okay. So we're kind of close. <laughs> yeah, full circle. <laughs> and then when I was a kid, my favorite movie was Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> oh, you know. I don't even think it's an American movie. <laughs> no, snogging, that's definitely UK, right? That's a UK term. So what so what made you decide to like start watching the MCU movies now? Was it just somebody's recommendation or were you like, fuck it, I need to catch up? No, I like I don't know, I randomly I think I like randomly said to Chris one day, I was like, I'm gonna start watching like Marvel and and Superman and all of these Aquaman. Oh, that's a really good one too. I just recently saw that. I like you, Aquaman. I think you were I think she was browsing I think we just gotten like Disney Plus or something and she was browsing through oh, it. I think it was like before that. I I think I started before or was it when Disney Plus came out? 
But anyway, I don't know. I just randomly was like, I really want to start watching all these. Like these are like historical and like like really mean a lot. Yeah. It's I, I always give the MCU a lot of credit because I, you know, even if you don't like the films, which I definitely understand, like Martin, like if you're Martin Scorsese and you call them shitty or whatever, <laughs> like I, I still feel like they were the first ones to get the the TV movie hybrid thing right. Because a lot of other, every other film company have been trying to set up cinematic universes for years. And to this day, no one's gotten it right except for Marvel. Like they're really the first ones to kind of try it, do it right, and have continued, you know, and will continue well into the future. So yeah. I always give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah. I think uh, you've watched, Hannah, you've watched like a lot, at least over quarantine. Like I know you watched. A lot, the Thor ones early in quarantine. Yeah, um, favorite. <laughs> you watched some of the Captain America. We watched Captain America together at the beginning of quarantine too, because yeah, we're going in order. Iron Man. I'm really starting to love it too, and it's like I don't know. They mean a lot to me now. Like I really have enjoyed like watching these movies for the first time. Like you guys probably watched them as kids. Yeah, I saw, I saw Iron Man one in theater, so I was like eleven maybe 11 or 12 2008 i think is when that came out yeah 2008 so however old i would have been oh no i guess i was like 13 so 12 or 13 in that area we're so, we're so young yeah so, yeah still yeah. pretty young and then i don't think i've missed one in the theater since i think i've seen all of them in in theaters so far except well now for black widow because that probably won't come out in theaters or if it does i'm still not going to go see it i'm really excited for that yeah, me too. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, you kept mentioning it, how, how excited you were for it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Okay, so can I ask you guys a question real quick? Yeah, what's up? All right. is, this, is this your mystery topic? Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. Okay. okay, so out of all the Marvel character... Char- oh, God. <laughs> characters. <laughs> this is like a seizure. Um, who would you want to be? Like, if you could be any of them, who would you want to be? Spider-Man. I knew that was I, I. As soon as she said it, I knew that was your answer. <laughs> um, he's not my favorite, but I'd probably be Iron Man. I'd, okay, early mine, in the MCU. <laughs> I think mine would be like Wanda. She like oh, that's a good one. because I like that was really cool to me. And then I was gonna ask you, okay, so what is a movie you can watch over and over, but it never gets old? That's a good question. Um, Tron Legacy. <laughs> Tron Legacy. <laughs> that is an honest answer. Um, I feel like I have a lot of those. I have a lot of movies that are like comfort food or whatever else, you know, like yeah. stuff that you can just throw on. Um, yeah. I, I mentioned it earlier, and this movie is super depressing and dark, but Blade Runner 2049 feels like, like a, a horrible nightmare blanket that you just throw on yourself. You feel really nice. I haven't seen it. It's really, it's, it's one of my favorite movies. I think a lot of people won't like it because it is very slow paced. Like it, I think people will think it's super boring. Um, but it's one of those movies that just like, it, it totally engrosses you in the world that it's in. So you can just kind of sit back and, you know, the world is like, it's like cyberpunky. So it's, you know, gross and rainy and kind of disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm here for that. Yeah. I think initially I thought Hercules, like the animated movie from a long time ago, because I really love that movie. 
Um, I also really like um, Sweeney Todd, like with Johnny Depp. Like that's a movie I could just watch over and over again. I would not expect that from you. I was a little shocked. That's like one of my favorite movies. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) I haven't seen either of those. I know you like musicals. Yeah, I I do like musicals. Um, And I think maybe that's why I could watch them over and over again. So. Connor, are you a fan of musicals? I am. Very much so. Um, Best one I saw. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? thing like disney on ice you know what i'm talking about where they oh ice. yeah <laughs> i went to that nice i, I also went to that when i was a kid <laughs> <Disney on> ice <laughs> i went to the marvel version when i was like 21 so <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember much but i remember it was in buffalo and i remember there being like the uh monsters Inc. characters oh, oh yeah this is a really good movie yeah, because I think I got like a Monsters Inc. like uh, like slushy cup or something. I don't know where it's at today, but I, I feel when like I was like five, it was awesome. When you're an ice skater but you don't make it, you go to Disney on Ice. <laughs> That's so mean. Oh, That's so true. Uh, the this that reminds me of like the Blades of Glory scene after Jazz Michael Michaels gets kicked out of the uh, <laughs> the skating whatever, and he goes and does the wizard suit. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a third ball. <laughs> That's a movie I could watch over and over again. Blades of Glory is awesome. Any of the good Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. Can I, uh, I feel like I can be honest with you guys and have an open, uh, unpopular musical opinion. I didn't like Hamilton. Like, really. I still have to see it. It's on my list. I've never seen it. It's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, it's like fucking three hours long, and there's no dialogue at all. It is entirely sung. I don't think I would. Oh, like okay. It. And I, I, I know there's like diehard Hamilton fans out there, but yeah. like I've never seen it. Well, I, I like I had heard a lot of hype about it, and then they they had yeah. mentioned that they were going to put it up on Disney Plus, and I was like, oh, I might as well watch it if it's you know if it's free and available to everybody. Um, and there's a lot of like I thought Avenue Q was better than uh hamilton and that's a like a show about dirty muppets <laughs> I, thought, I thought the music there was way better <laughs> i think uh i think i like a 50 50 split music to like actual dialogue yeah i agree la la land for me is like the perfect amount of each i think we watched that hannah that was a really good movie oh la la land oh yeah that was like a really good um that was really good i like that um, I don't know why I thought of this. What's like the musical with like, it's like religious with the cucumbers and the tomatoes. Oh, Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. <laughs> that one's my favorite. <laughs> That's your favorite musical, Veggie Tales. <laughs> Dude, I used to have I used to have a stuffed animal. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like Larry the cucumber, he would dress up as a, a superhero in the show, and he called himself Larry Boy, and he had like plungers on his ears. And I used to have a little stuffed animal of that. No, this we used to watch all the uh, Veggie Tales all the time at this camp I used to go to as a kid. Chris, you know what I'm talking about it. Yeah. It's a cult. It's not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cult. You have like little houses, and then there's like a church in the middle, and like you have to go to church like twice a day. Yeah. If <laughs> that's a cult. 
it, it's a it's a camp meeting if people are familiar with like what camp meetings are um but it's like yeah it's like a lot of little cottages you guys are cracking up <laughs> you're describing midsummer <laughs> no, it, there's a lot of little cottages and it's like dirt road and i i remember the first time i like went there when i was walking like my dog in there and i was like if you put a fence around this bitch it's a cult compound <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's cream parlor and like everybody has to take a turn working <laughs> what are they put in the ice cream <laughs> when i like, tell people about this they like die they're like you're part of a cult i'm like no like it's just it's a, it's a very religious camp meeting no no it's not but if you want to join i have a lot of pamphlets <laughs> first meeting bring 50 dollars. you can get your ceremonial robes <laughs> and then there's like little buses we take to the beach every day like when we're not going to church <laughs> that sounds like fun uh, that's how they get you that's how they get you like come to the beach <laughs> The best way to pray to the sun gods is on the beach, so I mean that makes sense. The sun gods get, better give me this good ass tan this summer. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here from the MCU? I don't know. <laughs> um, but we're at an hour ten, so do you guys want to wrap it up? Yeah, sure. Do you want to do quick, uh, quick recommendations? Oh yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, so and I don't know if we explain this. We're gonna all gonna go around and recommend something this week that the viewers should check out. Um, Connor, why don't you start? Then I'll go, and then Hannah goes. <laughs> Your face says Chris prepared you for this extensive. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I had something earlier in the podcast, and now I feel like. You know, I, I'll just do, I'll do one of my old favorites. Um, if you guys have never seen Sugar Pine 7, it is a YouTube series that has since been canceled. It's kind of like vlogs, but it also tells a story. It's kind of like a vlog parody. Um, super funny, like first two seasons in particular, hilarious. Um, would highly recommend to anybody out there. Actually, that's uh, not true. Watch a couple episodes. If you like it, keep watching. If you don't, stop watching. <laughs> Um, I would recommend, uh, this is not for everybody, but it's a YouTube channel called Candido Training HQ. He used to be, or still is a power lifter. And so he does a lot of lifting oriented videos. Um, but I would really recommend you checking out the video is titled the strongest man. Most people have never heard of, and he does an interview with Dan Bell who is like world record holder a couple times over with like lifting records. Um, and it's very entry level, easy to understand if you've never even heard of a barbell, you know? <laughs> so I'd give it a listen. I'd check it out. Um, even if you've never heard of that stuff before, that's my recommendation. Hey, um, my recommendation is, <laughs> I feel like I'm like talking in class. All right. My <laughs> <laughs> this week, my recommendation. We're doing icebreakers. <laughs> oh, all right. If you guys have a Switch, go try out SpongeBob SquarePants Battle of Bikini Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I just started playing it. 
best game ever. You guys probably played it as a kid. It's really amazing, and I love it, and it's not super hard, except sometimes when I can't get shit. I was going to say, until you call me and make me come downstairs and beat a level for you. <laughs> can, I, can I talk about something real quick with that game? It'll be like two seconds. I just wanted to bring it up. Chris, you sent me a Snapchat of um, Bubble Buddy. Yeah. And I wanted to, he's a murderer, right? We can all. Oh, shit, he is. Because, like, the guy is buried in the sand and he doesn't do anything. And the guy dies. And you're like, okay, of course, the guy, he's a bubble. But then he comes to life. And I'm like, you asshole, you let that guy drown. <laughs> he's, he's fucking. All right, never mind. Adam <laughs> is a murderer. He gives some good hints in the game, though, guys, so <laughs> recommend. Yeah, it's totally, we can overlook that as long as he helps us beat SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. <laughs> Rehydrated. I was literally thinking about that, like, for way too long. I was like, holy shit, he killed that guy. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, make sure you like and, and subscribe if you liked us. If you didn't, don't leave us a dislike because we need that ratio good <laughs> um shoot us an email uh we're looking for people to be on the show constantly so shoot us an email or dm or if you know us personally text us or contact us some way um like i said like and subscribe and uh i want to thank hannah and connor again this week for being on our show and uh bye everybody bye hey guys <laughs>